No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use. For example, when people every day learn the Siva Shashayim, even for a small time, or every day they learn one of these valuable, important Svarim, they remind them of this great principle, these people are every day in contact with the idea of Yerashashem, even though they work by the daytime. But when people don't have any contact at all with these ideas, then Yerash Hashem recedes into the back of their mind and it becomes dim and forgotten and unnoticed. And it's possible to be an Orthodox Jew and not have any Yerash Hashem at all. He has habits of obeying certain laws, but the idea of Hashem is not in his mind. It's only when you're constantly reminding yourself that it's possible to have Yerash Hashem. Or to doctor, he said, you should note, to doctor, you should note, he said, Laman Yilmad Yerash doesn't say Laman Yerash in order to fear Hashem. We have to learn to fear Hashem. Not like people think, it's an attitude. I adopt the attitude, I fear Hashem. No. You must learn it's a study. Because this Yiro is not acquired naturally. This Yiro is far away from a person's natural instincts. Because all of his faculties, his senses, are physical. A man only knows what he sees, what he hears, what he can feel, what he tastes. But he doesn't know things that are not within reach of his senses. So naturally people will forget about Hashem. And that's where it's acquired only by means of learning. Yeras Hashem must be learned. And the only way to learn Yeras by constantly learning in the Torah, because the Torah tells you what Hashem requires of us, how Hashem wants us to think, and in the ways of the Torah. And we see the Torah that teaches us, and also the ways in which the Torah goes, our minds follow those ways, even though it's not written in the Torah. But we have to, and that's to be without interruption. Now it could be, he interrupts during the day to go to work, other things, but every day this continues. If every day he has some contact with the study of Yira, that man is capable of acquiring, acquiring Yira. Say that inside. And now he says, although a man cannot be learning all the time, but thinking all the time he can, even when he's at work, Whatever he's doing, when he's eating, he can always have Hashem in mind as a result of studying a subject every day. A person should think and look into this matter always. When he sits in his house, when he walks on the road, when he lies down to go to sleep, as soon as he arises. First thing in the morning, you say, Immediately, the first thing you remind yourself of Hashem. For going to bed, the last thing that you say, you thank Hashem for giving you the ability to sleep. And all day long, 
besides constantly thank Hashem, whenever you drink water or eat food, go to the bathroom, you put on your clothing, but in addition, even when there's no barakah to make, a person always utilizing the opportunity to think of Hashem, he walks in the street, he thanks Hashem that he's able to walk, other people can't. He sees the sunlight, he thanks Hashem for the sunlight. He sees a fruit stand, he thanks Hashem. He sees the beautiful color of the apples. Hashem, he gives food to Chesed The wind blows, you know, the wind is very important for the world. The wind is blowing. And therefore this man is constantly in mind, is contact with Hashem. When he goes to do business, he knows Hashem is the one who's mighty, Shemash, Hashem gives wealth, or Hashem makes poverty, Hashem does everything. Whatever he does in this world, when he takes a medicine, knows Hashem is the one. So this man has trained himself by being every day in contact with some learning, that even when he's not learning, his mind is always thinking about Hashem. Until he has fixed into his mind the truth of this thing. The truth that his presence is found everywhere. Now that truth is not available to people who don't work on it. But if he works on it, in the course of time, he'll come to the feeling and the awareness of the truth that Hashem is everywhere present. Say that. And that we are standing actually in his presence. The whole ace at all times and all seasons. Day and night, summer and winter, when you're eating and when you're sleeping, whatever he does, he comes to the attitude that is before Hashem. The oars and then you can say about this man. He really has Yiras Hashem in truth. And David used to pray for this. And he said, Hashem teach me your way. Let me walk in your truth. What does it mean? I should walk always in the truthfulness of the feeling of the awareness that you're here. Because that's the truth. And men who are not aware are false. They don't know about the truth that Hashem is always there. Make my mind single-hearted to feel, your, to feel your name. It means this thought should be the most important thought in my mind at all times. So he prayed for that. So one more thing we see here. In addition to your efforts, you have to pray to Hashem to give you success in gaining this year. Say that. Now he comes to the top of the ladder of Shlemus. He started with Zahiris, and now he comes to Kedusha. Now, although Kedusha is the summit of Shlemus, but we must know that in the very first parrot, he already spoke about Kedusha, which means that Everybody, even according to his small madrege, should aspire to some kedusha. Now that doesn't mean merely that as a shema mistress. Whatever kedusha means, we'll see. But in a certain degree, it's shayach for everybody, even in the smaller degrees of perfection. 
So when we're studying this, we shouldn't think it's something distant and remote from us. No, it's for us. Only we are learning that those people who have reached this Madrega or have Kiddush in everything that they do. But for us, it's important to know this ideal. Inyan Agidush, what is that? Couples, a double Inyan. Tchiloso Avaido, it's a matter of doing work to gain a certain degree of greatness. With Soifagimu, and the rest of it is what's bestowed upon us. So Kiddush is not something that you gain entirely by yourself. For instance, the healers, it's up to you. You have to be a Zohia. Of course, HaKodesh Borov helps about the time of Messiah. But it's a matter of working. Kedusha, however, is what a person becomes as a result of HaKodesh Borov's reward on him for what he does. They'll explain that now. Trilos or Hishtadlis, at the beginning, it's a matter of exerting yourself Afterwards, it's a gift from Hashem. It starts by how a man makes himself Kaddish. Explain that. And later, is going to speak about how such a person behaves after they make him Kaddish min Hashemayim. The man makes himself a little Kaddish, then our Kaddish Baruch makes him very much Kaddish. It means efforts are rewarded out of proportion. Milamato, he makes himself Kaddish down below. Mikashin is to make him Kaddish above. What that means? It means our Kaddish Baruch sends down upon him a big measure of Kedusha from above because he exerted himself below. First, I had side. Now, in the matter of Kiddushi, it's not a matter like some people think, Kaddish Asram Habemut Allah, which means separate yourself from permissible things by abstaining and denying yourself things. It could be done by a Kaddish, but that's not the end of Kiddushi. Kiddushi is that the things that you do even when you are eating, you are enjoying from this world, you're doing it in a way of a Kaddish. It's an entirely different aspect. For instance, in the Beis Hamigdash, when Kehanim ate the Korbanus, can't help enjoying it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called Achil Gaz. It's not really eating. After chew, after have a taste, certainly it has to be called eating. It says, so Martha, however, doesn't mean just they're happy with the food alone, because when they eat in Kedusha, it's an act that simply itself is a part of the service of Hashem. Now that has to be explained. Of course, we're not capable of appreciating it, because we live in a different world, but the idea we can study, that it means a man can be a very big eater. If he eats korbonus, Hashem Shemayim. Like it says, that the Azorah once rang with the Baskel, Su Shorim Roshechem, Yekonesh Yechem Ben Arboi. He should come in, he was welcomed by the Baskel, Shorim Yamale, Kreis, 
Kosher Shema. He used to fill his belly with Kosher Shema. He was a very big, heavy man. Because whenever there was anything to eat, he was there to do the mitzvah. And he said in his days there was no no-sod in the base of meat. Nothing ever was left over to spoil. Because he was always doing the mitzvah. And he was so Kodesh in that, that the boss could welcome him. Now that's something new. There's a man who didn't abstain, but what he did was cooler the Shem Shemayim. He was a Kodesh. Now that's not for us to do. That's the, you need Siyate Dishmaya for that. That's what he said. It's Hilosai, Ishtadli, you have to try. But Saifa Gimul, he comes later to Sashemadrege, that Minashemayim, they help him do the physical things with an extra physical kind of Kavana. Now, Ishtadli is who? What is established? The effort. A man should be separated from materialism entirely. That doesn't mean he doesn't eat. But when he eats, he is not materialistic. Always he is being constantly clinging to Hashem. Even when he eats, he is chewing the food as if he's putting on filling. Because of this, Nevi'im are called Malochim, the lips of Koyan, or lips that always are careful to use only Das, and people can seek Torah from his mouth, on his mouth with Torah, is a Malach of Hashem. So they called him a Malach. Now he says Malach, not only a messenger of Hashem, he takes that Malach means, in a certain sense, it's like a Malach. He's above Gashmias. People who didn't want to listen to the Nevi'im, they scorned the Malachim Elikim, the messengers of Hashem were called angels, and they scorned the words of Hashem, and we saw to Nevi'im. So he brings the expression Malach, shows that they were in a madrege of superiority above physical things. And even when he's busy with physical things, necessary because of his body, he has to eat, he has to sleep, still, his mind does not move from its upper Connection with Hakadosh my soul clings to you, and therefore your right hands supports me. So this we learn now is the element of kedusha. Not that a person has to separate from gashmias. That's precious, according to Bob. But here is talking about a case where the gashmias that he does use. It's done in such a way that the Kashmir itself is also Ruchmir, set that aside. The Omnom, but he said, the Fishi Efshel Odom, Sheyosim Hues Asumi Masvasa. It's not possible for a man to put himself into such an exalted state. Kichovet Humimen is too difficult for a human being. Kisov Sof Chomri Hubasadom. After all, he is a material thing. He's nothing but flesh and blood. So therefore he himself cannot do it. 
that's why I said above, it finally becomes a gift. What a person can do is the first ex- exertion. Right? Important words it says here. Whether he should exert himself, it's mostly a matter of intelligence, mentality. The first effort is to pursue the true understanding. To pursue the true understanding. And continually think into the holiness of his mindset. Now, Yediamitis would be, is constantly aware that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is the Beirei, and everything in the world testifies to the Chochmah Hashem and the Chesed Hashem, God is constantly aware that things that happen are all planned by Hashem. Every detail of the world of Agashmias and also of history in our lives. And he studied that. So it comes into his blood, into his bones, the feeling that he's standing before Hashem. He becomes so saturated with the feeling of Hashem. That's the idea Amitis. And then, Haskola Bigdushasamaisi. He has so much studied the behavior. He knows Midas. He knows all the things of people's behavior, how they have to be aware, and what things cause them to do certain things. So he's so aware of Kedusha Samaisa. So these two things, Yidiyamitis, is saturated with knowledge about Hashem, and about Hashem is working in the world. And Haskola means is constantly thinking and is aware and experience in Kedusha Samaisa. These two things. Achaso, that's our beginning. But the end will be, Shachodesh Boruchu Yadrecher Vedach Shehu Chofedal Echazbor. Achodesh Boruchu will lead him in this way that he wants to go. Ve'yashe olov kiyushoso, and he'll cause his kiyushet to rest on this person, ve'yikad shehu. Ve'oz yislach ve'odez yadav. And then this thing will succeed with him. He will come a Kodesh. So what is he telling us now? that we have to exert ourselves in these two branches of endeavor. One is to study as much as we can about the Hashem to know from the Kisvei HaKadosh, from the Sipurim of the Talmud, or Yomi Kadmeni, what happened to our forefathers, to learn what happened to people in the world, experience. Or he studied nature, and he sees on all sides, Yudu Hashem Kol Maaseha, until they're saturated with ideas, all kinds of ideas. Now, of course, the ideas include proletarical, as everybody comes to. That's part of the ideas. You know, I have to be careful. Other people's property shouldn't be a mazik, and so on. All these things are part of the ideas. You become saturated with Hashem's ideas, how you have to be careful with people's covet, with people's uh, with relations between a man and a wife. And in the only Kiddusha, and in the Arayas, all these things you have to know by learning. And you need the Gmurah for that, you need the whole Talmud for that. But in addition to that, you have to have Haskola Bikdusha Samaisa. You have to have training in knowing how to recognize any flaw, anything that would be a stain on the record of perfection in the way a person behaves. That's a very big Chokhmah. The Chokhmah recognizing meters, recognizing how a person is affected by Kaz and by Taiva and by Kina 
and by selfishness and by other forms of meat, by laziness, all these things a person recognizes and they all contribute to the Haskalah Vigdushas Amaisa. So it's two separate branches of study. Yediyah Amitis and Haskalah Vigdushas Amaisa. And then Akkadish Baruch Hu steps in and gives him a gift which is called Kiddush. Set that aside. Kuf Samach Dalet. Seven lines down, the last two words. Oz Yislach. He explained that the quality of Kedusha, that's the top of this ladder of perfection, is something that first has to be worked on by the person himself. And he explained he has to have ideas, he has to gain the right ideas in his mind, and secondly, he has to learn how to understand the Kedushas Hamaisa, how to do things according to the way that these ideas require. Now that's a separate Chochman. To have knowledge, for instance, of the greatness of mankind, Salam Alekim, which is one of the foundations of the Torah. How to apply it when you deal with people is a different matter. You have to learn the Haskola of carrying out these great principles in practice, which means you have to know human nature, you have to have experience, you have to have precedence from history in order to guide you. So these two things, you have to have your ideas and you have to have the knowledge how to apply things Lamaisa. Now we start with and then this thing will become successful in the hand. Means then our Kodesh Baruch steps in and he gives him the final assistance that gives him the meat of Kedusha. For himself, he can only come up to the gates of the Kedusha. But the Kedusha itself, HaKadosh Baruch has to bestow. He'll be able to remain in this communion with Hashem always. What his human nature prevents him from achieving, will help him beyond that and give him his aid. Now, this explained before, a Kodesh is a person does not necessarily deny himself the things of this world. A Kodesh is able to eat, let's say, only it's with Kedusha. It's like a comb when he eats. Now that is already beyond our ability because we are the uh, prisoners of our nature, of our instincts, our human faculties. In order for a person to go beyond that, he has to have Siyate Dishmaya. And that's what he tells us the Kedushi. Kedushi is when our Kodesh Baruchut stretches out a hand as soon as you come to the boundary and he brings you across the boundary into the realm of Kedushi. Okay, Shenema, he quotes, 
Hashem will not withhold the good from those who walk with perfection. Those who walk with the best perfection that they can achieve, they're not called the Jibor who bestows upon them the true Tov, and the true Tov is a communion with Hashem. Set that aside. Now, actually, this is true of everything. Even the first rung of the ladder, the Sahiras, also requires Siyate Dishmai, there's no question. Even the Gashmias, when a person will plant seeds in the ground, it seems nothing but a physical, materialistic thing. I call this brother for the one who causes things to sprout. But he means, when you come into this realm, approaching Kedusha, then a special Siyate Dishmai comes upon a person. And he's lifted up bodily, out of his materialistic environment and he becomes a Kodesh only on condition that he brought himself to the threshold of Kedusha. Al Kain Omu Bemaimus is a that's what he said. Oh the Mekadish Asmomeat. If a person makes himself Kodesh, a little, what does it mean a little? A little doesn't mean a little. It means all that it's able to do. Shehuma Shayuha Odemalikness Bishad Lusa. As much as a person can acquire by his own efforts. By the way, that's a pshat, you have to know that. He said, doesn't mean a little. A man does all that he can. They make him very much Kurdish, and they bring him beyond the abilities that a human can achieve. That's the help that Hashem gives him. By the way, this mime that he's giving a new parish in, but everybody understands it in a simple sense. If you do a little, even in any madrega that you are, HaKadosh Baruch will help you much. That's how the world understands that maima. And I believe the Mahabra also followed that shot too. But you do a little bit of any virtuous endeavor, HaKadosh Baruch will cause your efforts to be much more productive than your own efforts could achieve. But he takes it now in a higher sense that when you're coming to the extent of your ability, where you did very much, not a little bit, and you brought yourself to the top of the ladder, but now you're facing a closed door, the door Kigrusha, you can't open by yourself. You can just rise up and stand on the threshold of that door. And then suddenly the door opens up and our Kaddish border ushers you into a great new world, in the world of those who are Kaddish in their lifetime. Say that inside. Oh. When a person becomes Kaddish with the holiness of his Creator, then And even his physical acts become procedures of Kedusha. I use a muscle. You see monarch, it's a muscle. Achilas question. When they eat carbonus, Shehu Asmo Mitzvah Asai. Eating a carbon is a mitzvah disorder. The Ombu is a Hanoha. Kahanim Ochem. When the Kahanim eat, Ubeolim is Kapim. And the owner of the carbon receives atonement. Which means like this. The Koyan, when he eats the carbon, it's exactly a parallel to burning on the Mizbeach 
the chilev of the cup. When it burns on the Mizbeah, it's consumed, goes up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When Kehanim eat, they should feel that they are offering up on the Mizbeah of the holy body, the Korban of Hashem. That's a remarkable parallel. Now the Umas Oilam Goyim are not allowed to eat Kalbanas. They can bring offerings. Our Goy never can eat a Korban. All they can do is bring a Korban Oila, a burnt offering on his altar. A Goy can bring an altar to our college brotherhood, but it goes up to Hashem. But Ami Soil, it's a Goy Kod, it's a holy nation. And they are capable of offering up Kalbanas on their body. That's why the Korban Pesah was the first Korban that was eaten. It's a mitzvah to eat the Korban Pesach and only a Yisrael called Be'anecha lo Yechalba because the Gentile's body is not holy. He's just putting a holy Korban into a body of a physical being. It's a profaning of the Korban. But for a Yisrael to eat the Korban is considered as he was marking the Korban on the Mizbeach. Of course, it doesn't have to be a Kaddish. A Kaddish Borough says, for this you have enough Kiddushin. You're considered Am Kaddish, and therefore you're entitled to put the Korban to your mouth, the Korban Pesach and eat it. However, those who actually reach the Madrig of Kiddushin, then whatever they eat, even not Korbanis, we'll see, even Cholim of the Eid, is also called Avedis Hashem. It's like bringing offerings to a Kaddish Borough. Like she says in the next paragraph, say that inside. Now he explains more. Now you can see a hefesh, the difference should be not toil the Kaddish. Before he spoke of Tahara, Tahara is a meter when a person has purified themselves of any adulteration of other motives. Let's say when a person sits down to eat, is a toil, is eating the Shem Shemaya. Is careful that it is perfectly permissible to eat al Everything is done with the intention to serve Hashem is a toya. But he's eating. But a Kodesh, when he sits down to eat, he's not eating. A Kodesh is actually offering up a korban to a Kodesh brother. It's a service to Hashem. Now he explains that. A Atoya, his physical deeds are only what he has to do. He's forced to do it. He tries to limit as much as he can any form of superfluous pleasure. And he himself, when he does these things, he does only because he's forced to do them. The physical things that he does, he's forced to do, he does it unwillingly because he tries to put out of his mind any kind of physical urge. And because of this intention that he tries to avoid the influence of the body, the desires of the body, and also the faculties of the mind, he tries to avoid any kind that he is able to avoid. Therefore, it goes out of the category of Ra Shebuchomriyas and it becomes pure. So therefore, this person eating pure bread, 
whatever he does is pure because it's nothing unless he needs it HaKadosh Baruch Hu is permitting him to do these things and only what is necessary and only what is amidst what he does so he doesn't eat more than necessary it doesn't eat anything just because it's tasty he doesn't have any pleasures because they're pleasures he does only to serve Hashem that is a Torah of course it's a very high Madaiga where the Kurdish is even higher than that Ah, the cloud but he's not yet come to Kedusha if it was possible for him to be without these things if he could stop eating entirely he would have been happier he wouldn't need any of the services of the body he'd feel still better off Aha Kodesh but the man who is a holy person is always in communion with Hashem and his mind walks among the true ideals because he fears his creator and loves his creator this man whatever he does is done only in communion with Hashem it's considered as if he's walking before Hashem even in the land of the living, Odeno Pobelmas, even is in this world. So even is eating and enjoying his food, it's with the attitude that this is a service of Hashem. Now that's a Madrega, like you said above. A human being cannot attain that by himself. But he acquired that by his own efforts, which I call this border, finally steps in and helps him reach that Madrega. And therefore, when he eats any of the Korbonus, it is Mamesh and Mizbeach Kapoel. In a Ishkizeh, who asma in Yashiv Kemishli, a man like that is considered like a Beis HaMikdash. His body is a holy body. Kemikdash Kemizbeach, who Kemamorah Zechayin Avrocha, like the Chachamah say, Vayal Me'ol Avrakim. Hashem went up from on him. It means Hashem was resting on Avram Avinu. And when the conversation was finished, Hashem went up. But while they were talking, Hashem was resting on him. For others, the others, they're like the heavenly chariot on which the Shekhinah rests. Now he's telling us that the Kodesh is a person who does not deny himself pleasures. But it's because whatever he does is nothing but the attitude that is walking with Hashem. Now this Kodesh has studied. It's a result of a great deal of thought. That's when he takes an apple in his hand. The Kodesh sees the beauty of the apple. He sees the wonders of the apple. The Chochmah, the great infinite wisdom of all the information stored up in the seed. How our Kodesh Bore made it it's tasty and it's flavored and the color and then understand this is HaKadosh Baruch's way of getting him to appreciate the Chesed Hashem and so when he eats the apple he's doing it only for the purpose of serving Hashem and understanding the kindliness of Hashem so he's enjoying the apple now at Torah we say I won't eat an apple I can get along without it 
for the Kodesh does eat the apple because it's an experience in coming closer to our Kodesh Baruch and that's the difference between them say after here five lines down from the top the Chain Omru Speaking about the greatness of those who have attained the status of Kedusha, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu rests his presence upon them. Sadiqim, they are the Merkava, like the heavenly chariot on which the Shkida rests, so to speak. The Shechina rests upon them like it rested in the base of English. Now, what is the food that they eat? The food that they eat is like an offering that is burned on the fire of the Mizbeach. Like an offering that is burned on the fire of the Mizbeach. It certainly was a great excellence for those things that were burned on the Mizbeah. Before it was just a sheep, a goat, but when you offered it up on the Mizbeah, it became elevated into a very great object of Kedusha. Since it's offered up before Hashem. The Kol Kah Yisrael Hoyobahem is there, and the Tzadikim of this Madrege has such an advantage as no, the Kalbonis brought such a great blessing on all the species. For instance, if you offered up grain of wheat, that all the wheat became blessed at that time. If you had offered up wine on the Mizbeah, then all the vineyards became blessed. The whole species became blessed if one of their kind was offered on the Mizbeah. The whole Kach Yisran, such a greatness came to this thing that was offered up. He's talking about the Kalbonis, like the Milcho, Soilers, Shemen, and throughout the world, that species became blessed. So, when they offered up, for instance, shaman of the Mincha, so the Zaysim all over the world became blessed as a result. The Medrash states that, that when they offered up one kind on the Mizbeach, then that kind was blessed everywhere in the world. The same as our Ish Kodesh eats something, then that species also becomes blessed in the whole world. It's an excellence for that food or that drink. So a tzaddik of this type would eat, let's say, a bread or wheat, then the mean of wheat becomes blessed in the whole world. Exactly as if he were a Mizbeah. As if it was actually offered up on the Mizbeah. 
If you bring a gift to a Talmud Chacham, if you bring a gift to somebody who is great in Torah, as if you brought offerings of Bikurim to the base of English. You should fill the throats of Talmud Chachamim with wine. If you can pour wine into the throats of Talmud Chachamim, instead of bringing an Esach on the Mizbeach. Since we have no Mizbeach now, so if you pour wine into the throats of Talmud Chachamim, it's considered as if we're pouring wine on the Mizbeach. And all this, at first sight, seems to be an exaggerated muscle. But the Messiah of Hashem takes this seriously. And it's more than say simply, that's how it is. When people are holy, of course you're talking about people who reach the high Madriga of Kedusha, then whatever they use, that species becomes this Allah, comes elevated and blessed in the whole world. Set that aside. They not know what I said. This does not mean Sheyu Talmidah Chachomi Belohutim Achriachil Zizir Talmidah Chachomim should Chasra Shalom be so enthusiastic about eating or drinking? Shemale Galenam, Shemale Tesagagan, that you should fill their throat like you fill the throat of somebody who's a glutton. Elohim, who will fear Kabon is a Chafi. It's according to what we said above, Shemale Chachomim, Akizashim, Akhayam, or holy in their ways, or behold, Masem, and whatever they do. They exact like a base amigdis and like a mizbeach. The shchina rests upon them exactly like a rest in the base amigdis. And whatever is offered to them, it's like offered on mizbeach. And filling their throats with wine, is instead of filling the basins with wine on the Mizbeah. Now before we go on, let's understand, although he's speaking about Kedushim, but in a certain sense, it applies to every Jew. Every Jew is a Kaddish. Although we many times overlook that fact, because when you live among firm Jews, you don't appreciate who they are. But HaKaddish Baruch Hu, is Oyhev Amo Yisrael. He loves his people Yisrael. And he calls us Kedoshim because we keep his mitzvahs. We have to know every Jew has a holiness. So if a Jew eats something, it's also to a certain extent a very great blessing for that thing. If a Jew eats a piece of meat, then that min becomes elevated. Make no mistake about that. Very important to understand. What is saying here about the Kedoshim in a certain sense, it's true of all Jews. Only, no matter how Kodesh a Jew is, he has to appreciate the exceptional greatness of a person with a real Kodesh. That real Kodesh, this is said near the end of the Sefer, actually, in the very first paragraph of this Sefer, he states, Elui Godahu, Labrius Kulam, it's a great elevation for all the things that are created, that is to serve a higher person. So the first paddock where he's talking to people who are beginning to climb should also understand that. So although we're learning about Kedoshim, 
which is a very high madrega to which we can just look upward as from a distance, nevertheless, every person should know that to some extent he can fulfill it right now. That's why I started in the first chapter speaking about that subject. Now, there is a whole Tashmish, similar to that, anything that they will use from the world, these conditions cause that thing to become elevated. Since they already are so much attached to Akkadish Baruch so therefore, it's a greatness for that object, that was worthy to be a Tashmish for a Tzadik. That's why when some great man passed away, so people came and they vied with each other. They competed with each other to buy an old used up tefillin. They paid very big prices for the tefillin of that Tzadik. Although they were worn out already, they could have bought new tefillin at a fraction of the price, but they wanted what the Tzadik was once using, because that's the principle involved here. Ukvod hiskiru, the chenel rocha, they mentioned, being avnei hamokim, she'elokah yankev, the son of Asher, yankev, when he had to go to sleep on the road, he was slept on the field near the road, so he took stones, and one of the stones had to be a pillar, a pillow, for his head, a pillow. And in his dream, he saw that all the stones were quarreling. Each one said, I want to be the pillow for this Tadik's head. All the stones came together. Every stone was crying out, The Tadik put his head upon me. So we see that the stone itself, the pillow itself, is elevated by the fact that the Tadik uses it. Say that inside. In the same sense, you understand that Yeshua was called Mishores Moshe. Just like a Kayan is Mishores, so is Nebuchadnezzar, so Yeshua, who was the Mishores of Moshe, was considered very much elevated just because he had the merit of being useful and helpful to Moshe Rabbeinu. Not only with the Talmud, but the Mishores of Moshe Rabbeinu is something that's unequaled. Now it sums up. What is Kedusha? A person should be so much connected in communion with that Kodesh Baruchu that whatever he does, he does not separate himself and does not move away from Hashem. That is Kodesh is always busy with the thought of doing everything only for Hashem. And whatever he does is only for Hashem. Therefore, that the thing that he uses becomes elevated more, not means this, is they consider a yerida for him? If the tzaddik has to eat, after all, he's yielding to his physical impulses when he eats. So doesn't he become lower because of that? He says, no, he said. The fact that the thing that he eats becomes elevated because he eats it is more than he becomes degraded by the fact that he must eat. 
more than he would become degraded by using physical things. Because when he uses physical things, he's not being degraded at all. He's doing it only because he's doing a service of Hashem. So therefore, when you see, if you could see, let's say, eating, you should know you're seeing actually a very great form of service to Hashem. We could see once in our lives such a vision. It would be like seeing a Korean Godel on Yom Kippur the base of Yigdash. And Meshach Rabbeinu sat down to eat an ordinary weekday meal. And therefore, the food that Meshach Rabbeinu was consuming at that moment, that food became so important, so elevated, that it's not less than a Korban Mizbeach, said that aside. The Omnum said, but this is only because his mind and his awareness is always fixed on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the greatness of Hashem, elevated above all things, and thinking about the holiness of Hashem. Now this means in proportion to his attachment to our Kodesh Baruch by his thoughts. That's how Kodesh becomes. Now we're going to stop here, but we have to know that this applies to everybody in a certain sense. If a person thinks a little bit about a Kodesh Baruch then to a small extent, even what he does becomes elevated. The more he thinks about a Kodesh Baruch the more frequently he thinks, the more intensely he thinks, the more seriously and earnestly he thinks, the greater he becomes. Even if it's not a college, let's say he does it once in a while, even then, it's a tremendous achievement. So Yom Kippur, when the Jew separates himself from all Gashmeres, and the day is devoted just to speaking about our college, Baruch all day long, we speak to him. So Yom Kippur, it's called the Yom HaKodesh, the holy day, and we're all holy on that day. It's a tremendous achievement. Of course, it's only for one day, and even on that day, many times people remove their minds. But whatever it is, anything that a person accomplishes is already an achievement in Kedusha. These people he's describing now are permanently fixed with their minds on Hashem, so they're permanently cursed. On the subject of Kedusha, once again, although it's been said many times already, even though this is a Madrege near the top of the ladder of Shlemus, and it seems for us that it's too far out of sight for us even to aspire, nevertheless, in the very first parak, he already spoke about Kedusha, which means everybody can aspire to some Kedusha. And therefore it pays to study the ideal and understand something about those who have attained that Madrega, and only that we, you know, whatever we can do, we should also try to acquire. Omno. That's only when a person's mind and his intellect, mind is one thing, this is thinking, and intellect means the information that he's learning all the time are fixed in the subject of the greatness of Hashem, 
and how elevated he is above all the things that we know and the Kedusha, holiness of Hashem. Now what these names mean have to be explained. You won't take the time, however. If a man's mind is always set on the study of this subject, of the greatness of Hashem, the perfection of Hashem, the kindliness of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem, the power of Hashem, so it comes out as if he were part of the company of angels actually part of the company of angels while he's still in this world why angels? because the angels they always speak of the glory of Hashem that's what the angels are busy doing studying and speaking with the glory of Hashem. So this man is like part of their company. He's always thinking always about the greatness of Hashem and the other attributes that exalt HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As we said above, A person could not do that on his own. He can aspire, he can try to do it. Elol is he bestirs himself and makes an attempt. Well, he started a lot. He exerts himself to do it. But is that? But Akkadish Baruch Hu, after that, helps him. He pushes him over the boundary into that realm of perfection called Kedusha. But he has to try to reach the boundary with his own efforts. It's only if all the good qualities that we described from the beginning of the Sefer until now have been gained by him. Starting with Zahiris, that's the bottom rung, that means being careful in whatever he does and thinking about his behavior as Zahiris. The Ad Yerashet, until Yerashet was a that's just before Kedusha. Then when the person had worked in all these rungs of perfection, then he can come into the holiness of Kedusha and he will succeed. So it means, in order to reach Kedusha, according to Arapim Hezben Yoya, who gave us this vice, which describes the rungs in the ladder of perfection, it's necessary for us to climb all the rungs. You can't jump from the bottom to the top. You have to climb each rung gradually. When you study, is a safer and each rung is gradually acquired by him, then he comes finally to the boundary of Kedusha. And then he said, Kedusha, however, is something conferred by our Kodesh Baruch as a reward. You came this far, and Hashem said, I'm going to take you already into the boundary of Kedusha. Say that and stop here. If he is missing, if he's lacking the previous steps to greatness, Arayu Kesar Abam is like a non kayan or a Bamum who attempts to approach the Mizbech and do the Avaidah. Shem Abay, Vizar A non kayan cannot approach. <coughs> so therefore, in order to be qualified to come close to Kedusha, he must first acquire all the previous Madregas. Ah! <coughs> But after he prepared himself with all these preparatory steps mentioned above, 
if you'll continue to cling to Hashem with a powerful love, and a very strong awareness of the fear of Hashem, we have in understanding the greatness of Hashem is and how powerful is his sublimity above all other things. That's a subject of Gdulas Hashem that we spoke about many times. And it's considered a khiyav on people to think about the greatness of Hashem in various ways. I'll speak of your greatness. The people talk about it in Davidin, but when it comes to doing it, they don't know how to do it at all. They don't even start. It's a subject of Gedulah Hashem, a very important subject. So a person of this caliber who puts his mind to this subject, he separates himself from material things little by little, and with all of his acts and all the thoughts of his mind he intends toward the secrets of the true communion with Hashem now I'm not able to tell you what these things are but there is a communion with Hashem in a way that only these great people understand but after he had made all the preparations in studying the greatness of Hashem, and his mind dwells continually on these subjects, then little by little he becomes changed into a different personality, and in his mind, in the depths of his soul, not only what he shows to people, but in the recesses of his intellect and his character, the showman, he becomes a connection a communication constantly with HaKadosh Baruch until a, pour, a spirit of from above is poured out upon him causes his name to rest on this man like all the holy ones it means a man becomes like a base Hamidus now this we know among the Chazal that a tzaddik of this type is called a Beis Hamidish. Like it says, Kishkul Amisa Tzaddikim Shishrevaz Beis Elokeinu. When these tzaddikim pass away, it's like the Beis Hamidish was destroyed. But actually, they became a Migdish in which the holiness of Hashem resides. HaKadosh Boros Kedusha rests in them, just like it rests in the Beis Hamidish. I understand that to us it seems like expressions like uh, enthusiastic words, maybe exaggerations, but the Mahabha is telling us this is the essence of Kedusha. When a man's mind becomes so saturated with awareness of Hashem and the greatness and the kindness and the wisdom and the power of Hashem, and he dwells always on that subject, after a while the person changes fundamentally, and I call this who puts Kedusha into that man, he becomes like a Besamit. Set that aside. Then he becomes actually like a Malach Hashem. All of his deeds, even the low 
and physical deeds that he performs are called or like offerings to Hashem. Which means, when Moshe Rabbeinu ate something, it was actually an offering to Hashem. When Aaron, Kedush Hashem, did anything at all physically, it was an offering to Hashem. So these men who labored all their lives in this area and became great, and HaKadosh Boro finally conferred Kedusha upon them, so now they have changed so fundamentally that they are different from the rest of mankind. Now, although it seems far off from us, it's important to study this, we have to get this picture in our mind among all the Torah pictures after gain. After gain, ideas are the causes of what wants us to know. And the idea of the Madregas, of the great men, is important for us to have in our minds as part of the Torah concepts. He's not telling us it's his own ideas. He collected this from all the various places in the Torah, in the Vim, Exubim, and from Mamar Chazal. And therefore, we're learning now, this is an idea we should keep in our minds that there is such a, an achievement called Kedusha, which people arrive at as a result of their labors, and they become different from all other men, and I call this who then chooses them, and he puts them in the company of the Malachim. And so we understand that the great men of our past, we can suspect that the Tanoim were included in this. We can suspect that the Amaloim were included in this. I cannot say who yes and who not, but it's certain that many of them attained this Madreg of tradition. Now before we go on, we should understand that every Jew is Kodesh anyhow. A Kodesh Boruch said, you'll be to me, as you has Kedusha. He's born a Kaddish without any effort at all. And the more he does mitzvahs, you make us holy by your mitzvahs. So the more mitzvahs you do, the older you get, you have more and more mitzvahs, you become changed also. So this is a fundamental principle that every Jew has Kedusha in him. It's important to know that. A Jew is Kaddish, no question about it. The man Tizkiru, Asisim, is called Mitzvahisoi. He Yisem Kedusha. By doing my Mitzvahs, you become Kaddish. But now we're talking about people who have specialized in the area of thinking about the greatness of Hashem and other areas connected with this, like I mentioned before. All the Madreyas when she us up to now. And these people, when they are called Kaddish, it's an entirely different kind of a Kiddush. It's the Kiddush of Maloch and Mamish. Let's just stop here. Uplines. The way to acquire this quality of Chidusha is by means of a great deal of self-denial, it means of things that he can do without in order to gain the attitude 
or what's important and what's not important. And the strong concentration on the subject of the secrets of the Akkadish Baruch's supervision is when you study, for instance, the Tanakh, and you'll see the plan that a college brother has, how it works out in the end, and all the things that were said before were intended in order to bring the final purpose, like the story of Yosef, or the story of Meshach Rabbeinu, all the stories of the Torah, also the story of our lives and of history, how things turn out in the end, and you see the secrets how he supervises for a certain purpose or his purposes he carries around and the secrets of the Bria now of course secrets of the Bria are things that we are not aware of unless we study them but there are secrets in the Bria for instance if we'll see in the Bria that there are certain principles in the world that are intended for the preservation of the army soil. Certain things in, in nature that are intended for the purpose that the people who have ideals are going to survive and the others will not survive. Now, that has to be discovered. But there are such things in the in nature. Purposes of the moon, why the moon waxes and wanes, the purposes of the winds, various things in nature that have lessons for us, not merely a misholding, but actual physical importance for us. Of course, you have to be capable of explaining that. But these people have studied it, and they have gained this information. The idea of Musa is more in the knowledge of the greatness of Hashem, which is a subject of worship which almost nobody ever studies, to study all the power that Hashem demonstrates in the world, and His praises, with the kindliness, how He shows His intention to help and to make pleasures to mankind, to encourage them to reproduce and to live successfully and to be able to survive on this world. Ah, so after all these things that a person has put his mind on them, until his mind clings to Hashem with a very strong bond. He's attached to the idea of Hashem with many bonds, but all these together make a powerful connection between him and Hashem. He should know how to aim his mind, his thoughts, when he's walking and using the earthly things. As if it was fit for a koyan, she is carving by the shechelazeva, who should have intentions when he's slaughtering a koyan, or may kabbal domas, now when a koyan slaughters a koyan, in the ordinary way you can look at it, he's slaughtering a behemoth. All over the world is slaughtering behemoths. When the Cain slaughters the behemoth, it's an entirely different kind of an act. When the Cain makabal the dam or the dam, it has intentions of 
being a servant of Hashem and coming closer to our Godish brotherhood and he has ideas what this Korban signifies the Korban is really a muscle for instance you think I'm sacrificing myself to Hashem and whatever I'm doing on the Mizbeach is just to show how much we are devoted entirely to our Kodesh Borofu because he gave us our lives so we have to declare that our lives belong to him by means of the Korban it's one of the smallest, easiest Kavanahs for the Korban so when people are walking in the streets or when they're doing their business or when they're eating or when they're going to sleep these people are thinking in these thoughts exactly like they can who's slaughtering a comb. So that he, brought, he brings on, as a result, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, a blessing of Chaim HaSholem. And what Chaim HaSholem means here, it means that he succeeds in his physical life too. The Kodesh is going to succeed in his physical life too. Like Rabbi Akiva lived 120 years, and even his last moment when he was supposed to die, he didn't die an ordinary death. He died the death of great Kiddush Hashem. So every part of his life was utilized in what's called success. It's called a successful death. Instead of lying on a bed as an invalid or being unconscious, Abikiva was aware at the last moment what he was doing and he willingly accepted his Yisurim and said, Shema Yisrael, and he loved Hashem at the last moment. So everything that he did was with success. Rizula said, but without all these things that he mentioned above, it's not possible to acquire this greatness of Kedusha. The Yeshua, I'll talk on and in any way, is going to remain, although he'll be a great man, but he'll remain a Gashmi, Chumri, a Gashmi, a person who's materialistic, the whole somebody like other people. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to be like other people. A person strives to make himself better, he'll be better. What he means, in general, he remains like all other human beings. But a Kodesh, that's somebody who left the company of human beings and is transformed in a different personality. Now we're talking about things that we don't have any awareness of, so we'll just learn it in a theoretic way and just translate the words, set that aside. Now, you have to note a conspicuous point here that will be noted by very many people. And that is, he doesn't speak about the necessity of laboring and acquiring knowledge in the laws of the Torah. So can I ask, what about all the Master Martin of the Gemara? What about pupil Ha'alochas? What about the very many Dinim and Prote Protim of Dinim? Because what he's giving here, a list of methods of acquiring this perfection, it doesn't mention that at all. I must mention that because it's very conspicuous. And therefore, there are those who are not satisfied with the Messiah of And you'll be surprised to hear, among them, which will be so silent to the Chaim and he said that although at the beginning in the Agdome, the Messiah Sashama said he disapproved of those who spend their time in Tulpul, you should learn Torah, 
but to spend much time on pilpul halachas, it just doesn't hold, doesn't agree with that. Onochi lokein imodi. Which also says, I don't agree with him. It's interesting to know that. Also, the Chayos Halvoris, these two great Svarim, are not interested in encouraging people to spend time in Pilpulim. Certainly, know how Lachis, you must know what our college board expects of us, and you have to know a great deal, by the way. And that's simple. But these others hold that in Pilpulim itself, in the discussion itself, there's a very great virtue that makes a man elevated in the eyes of Hashem. I mentioned the other here, because there is a, a certain attitude of criticism on these great farm. Of course, it doesn't detract from their greatness, but they say it's true anyhow, because a person, even if it's in class like a Rove, we're learning all the time, but Rove certainly was climbing this ladder of perfection in addition to the years he spent in laboring in the details of Tupul Ahalachas. Oh, it was a master of discussing things in the Gemara all the time. At the same time, he was surely climbing the ladder. So it's not a contradiction to him, only it's a matter of emphasis. Right What can help someone to acquire this quality? Who are his bidders? That's solitude. And a great deal of separation. I won't say self-denial. For instance, lack of talking. Not seeking company of people. Not being interested in current events. not being interested in anything that is not conducive to excellence of character of mind. Which means that this person has separated himself from many things. Just like Shabbos. Shabbos is a time of pleasure. We separate. We don't do things that others do. Shabbos you don't drive. Shabbos not only doing any work, your mind is already divorced from all the affairs of your weekday business. The Shabbos, you're entirely free, of course, if you do utilize the time just to rest up and not to have any other purposes in your mind. It's not the full purpose of Shabbos. Shabbos is the opportunity for people to think into all the great principles. The Shabbos is the Shabbos celebrates tremendous teaching to study how all the things in the world are made for chesed. Shabbos is the time of Beni B'nai Yisrael. It's a breeze only between us and Am Yisrael. It declares how Am Yisrael is the purpose of the world. So Shabbos has great teachings. Shabbos is Menelam Habo. Shabbos, you can't do many things as they prepare before Shabbos. Menelam Habo, no time to do any mitzvahs anymore. You have to prepare all the mitzvahs beforehand. So Shabbos has many lessons. So a person abstains on Shabbos as precious. It's for the purpose of utilizing his leisure for higher purposes. So these people also, although they might be busy making a living, but their minds are divorced for very many things with which people take up their minds. People take their minds with quarreling, with gossip, with trying to find 
solace, friendship among other people. But these people are satisfied to be alone, and they're more they're able to keep away from involvement and what's necessary, not necessary, that's what they do. So he's telling you that's one of the qualities. Solitude and separation. Today in order that with a lack of those things that occupy a person's mind, Tuchal Nafshel is Gabayesh's mind can fortify itself even more. That's a principle. The more you're among people, the more you forget our college brotherhood. That's how it is. Solitude is an opportunity to think about Hashem. Of course, a person can be in solitude and you can fall asleep in solitude. But you can utilize solitude as your wishes to think about our college brotherhood. But even if he wants to think about Hashem, if he mingles with people, it obliterates from his mind any thoughts of Hashem. As soon as you start talking to somebody, immediately you forget about Akadish Baruch. Try it, you'll see. Because the attraction of people is so strong that it erases from your mind any thoughts of Russia. So these great people are not eager to talk to anybody, not in a hurry to mingle with anybody. They prefer solitude in order not to disturb their thoughts that are dwelling on Akadish Baruch. Say that inside. Before I I'll mention this point once more. And we saw Salanta holds pilpul, even though there's no purpose in the pilpul, expect using your mind to study the fine points of halacha, even just for the purpose of the pleasures of enjoying the distinctions that you have to make, the looking, the explanations, as a pastime. And even though, as a result, no mass content, no conclusion will be reached, that in itself is a purpose of life. To utilize part of our time in laboring in understanding things, and even though it won't bring us any other information that we didn't have before. Of course, it makes things clearer to us, and it brings up questions, Many times it brings up questions that remain with Taiko, no answer at all. So you might say, well, since it doesn't bring any answer at all, so what's the purpose? The answer is, it's a purpose in itself. When a person talks with the Bartholomew, he talks in the words of the Torah itself, just talking in them, spending time in Torah is in itself an excellence. And that's what these great people held, that we should encourage especially those who are capable of spending their time in, besides amassing uh, degrees of perfection, the way he tells us, also to gain an excellence in discussing divrei So it should be the conversation. However, the Chavis HaLovitz and Mesiris HaShalom are no small people, and their opinion is an opinion. That's an opinion. And they hold that although it's a misfit to talk in Divrei Torah, but suppose you can utilize that time to think about the Gedulah Hashem, to think about the Mahdas Hamidis, how a person can make himself better, they say there's no question that this is much superior to the mere study of the Torah 
in it without any practical purpose. So there's no shittas. Two shittas there. No part of this lecture may be reproduced in any form, even for personal use.